Welcome to the Fatty Z Musky Podcast. I'm Andy, joined by Remote. I have Vance. Hi, Vance. Good evening. Good evening. We have Todd. Hi, Todd. I am here. Good evening. Good evening. Theoretically, Vance is in front of Ranger, trying to keep it back to our roots. And this podcast is brought to you by Fatty Z Musky Products. FattyZMusky.com. We're on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. Been laying kind of low as of recently. Um, Baits. If you're looking for baits, like, shop is closed. Uh, You're going to need to go to (laughs) Team Rhino Outdoors or Musky Tackle Online uh, to get those. Team Rhino essentially shut the shop down from now till about show season. Jeff, I know you listen. Thank you. And uh, if everyone's mad at me, uh, take it out on Jeff. Um, so with that, I still have tons and tons and tons of rod holders. Um, a lot of those, I know I just said tons like three times. Those, those have been moving fast. Uh, I still have inventory. I'm more than willing to work with anybody on a boat setup, even if that means recommending another brand or a style or something that might fit your need a little bit better. I'm quite okay with that. I just want to get you set up properly. And I've done that a lot this year. And I still have energy to do that. I will be going through a lot of paint on these, on baits, like I said. Um, But probably the next time you're going to be able to get baits is around show season. And I'm going to do a plug inside of a plug real quick. So anyone out there, vendor-wise, looking to do the Musky Max... You know, I got some 2020 info here. So exhibitor space is filling up fast. Please take advantage of the early registration discount. And that's going to end on September 6th. It's at the same location, Princecape Arena in South. Nice. Yes, that is great. And I also got word we have the same booth space. Nice. I made sure of that. Uh, There was some very nice perks of us being in that exact location for any of you listeners who came and saw us. There was, you might not have known it. It was great. I made sure of it. Uh, they're expanding the show a little bit more for 2020. Get more information at muskymax.com. That is musky with an I-E. You can check out updates also on Facebook at Western PA Musky Max and on Instagram at musky underscore max. That was a message from Mr. Sean Lee, a party directly to me. That's, I read it almost verbatim. So... That's that's going to be fun. Yeah. I mean, and to be honest, that is coming. Do you up. have some dates? Do you have some dates? It does not say. I'm it's I'm still. Say. I think it's still like early March. Early March. Okay. And, yep. I know. You know, they've had to bump that a couple times, and I just I was just wondering the dates. So yeah, and I actually really like. I think that. it's March March seventh eighth. Okay, that that's about what it was last year. So that's yeah. Um, it's the same as that show that we did in Hamburg, New York, which we did get some nice feedback and talked to a lot of great people up there. Indeed. Yeah, that that is – I remember like earlier this year when I'm like, okay, so the hard part's done, the show season. I can now catch up on painting baits and building inventory. I don't, you guys remember those like days that I thought I was going to be picking away and – just getting some order, you know, some small orders done, building inventory, oh, yeah. and you know, getting fat and sassy and suntanned, and 
In, instead, yes. that's that's the exact opposite. Mm-hmm. But it's all right. That's probably going to be about the time I might actually start having baits. But much more <laughs> realistically, it isn't. Um, I'm I'm hoping for the best here. So um, you're going to have swimmers. We will have swimmers, and that's a good thing. We still we're we're still holding on to a really really good story. I know I dropped a little tidbit a few weeks ago about it, um, but we got a really really good story on a giant fish on a swimmer. But I was sworn to see it's another one thing. of those. It's another one of those things where, like, your baits are great, but you can't say anything. By the way, what, by the what, way, don't tell anybody. Don't tell anyone. Yeah. It, okay. You can hint around, but we're probably not going to tell you it <laughs> i mean you ha- you have to be like an iq of two if not to understand there was a big fish caught on a swimmer yes real secretive yeah okay but i all right i'm just gonna stop there's, yammering. we, we can there's big fish caught on swimmers all the time yeah if, if, you, if, you, throw yeah, if you throw them yeah if you throw them yeah I, I i don't know of any fish caught bigger than this on anything we've made I'm going to tell you a story here. Let's hear it. Today, there was a big fish caught on an eight-inch raptor on Chautauqua Lake. Spot burn. But that's just between just between us three. Okay. Can you give me any more information? I won't tell anyone. That's it. Wow. It was either mud puppy or gold. One of the two. And Yeah, you don't have to guess. Did the so, did, did did it hit the bump board? Yes or no? It uh, it was water released. Water released. Hmm. Temps. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay, we'll have to we'll have to talk when Todd's not listening, so no one else knows. Yeah. <laughs> so, anywho. Anywho, I was using uh, the Raptor. It was on the end. The St. Croix Rod. Big shout out to them for sponsoring this show and Muddy Creek Fishing Guides. And when we caught that fish, we were fishing out of a Ranger boat. Big shout out to them for sponsoring Muddy Creek in this podcast. We love them. We abuse them. I certainly do. Probably a little bit more than Todd. Lots of scratches on that thing. I, uh, I washed it the other day. Actually, had Vicks wash it. They did a really nice job. But in oof. a much more real sense, you did not wash it. I did not wash it. Um, big shout out to Vic Sports Center. They took care of me. Uh, I had my first day off the water on Saturday, uh, which was amazing, and I got to celebrate my day off by going to a wedding. And uh, I dropped my boat off at Vicks. They serviced it. It was wonderful. They drove it back to me, and it runs like a top. Like so on the trailer or, or like up the river system to meet you? They uh, drove it here to uh, where I stay. Class acts, good service. Check them out. They sell Rangers, Starcraft, Star, Star Welds, and uh, they got a used inventory that's uh, really decent. So check them out. All right, Todd, Muddy Creek. Muddy Creek Fishing Guys, mcfishingguys.com. Get a hold of us. Uh, we're going to do our best, but uh, good luck. 
if you're trying to get something in before like October right now, we're just, uh, <laughs> Vince and I's schedule is crazy filled. I, uh, I want to hear you bellyache about being up to your eyes in work and then being like slightly happy about it, but at the same time, a little bit grumbly. Like I just yeah, got that, done. <laughs> that's exactly it. I, I feel bad. I feel bad when these people call. I mean, I, I had, you know, getting two, three calls a day that are like, Hey, what do you, anything this week? No, I can't, we can't, I, I, we just can't get them in. So, uh, if you know, when you're coming up to Chautauqua, give us a call sooner rather than later. Uh, you know, the, the schedule was crazy. I have an open day in September one and advance doesn't. Now I got four. Oh, you still have a couple in September. Yeah, I got that. September 9, 10, 24, 25. Yeah. I got 25 open. October, October, we still have some time, but I know, Andy, we've talked about this numerous times, you know, even before Vance was guiding with this, I would be like, well, I don't know what's going to happen. It'd be middle of September. It's like, I don't have much for October. And yeah, it fills in. Yeah, the, the other <laughs> thing that, that I find weird is, even though you're about 60 miles from where I'm at, um, mm-hmm. your Octobers seem to be very different compared to my Octobers because you, you used to talk about, oh, this is supposed to be fall fishing. It's going to be cold and windy and all this stuff. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, where are you at? Because my Octobers are like 65 and sunny and partly cloudy and and you're yeah. like up there, you know, Old like the just, Mariner, the Mariner logo guy with like rubber suits on, and just a little bit north of you, and uh, it's a it's it's a different. You know, if you want to come in, a, in October, we have great days, like weather wise. But you know, I know Vance will will vouch for this. We sometimes we get in an area where man, if we can get in there and we can cast, we're going to light these fish up. But weather sometimes does not allow that <laughs> you know yeah like your uh, your October is my november you know. yeah yep that's what happens just that's what happens on chautauqua lake but it can be great but you're taking a chance on the weather uh and we always catch nice fish in october you catch great the, fish in october. <laughs> the rats get fat yeah 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 it's trophy hunting what mm-hmm. would you call it? A, a fall fatty, air quotes. I don't know. I, I kind of like the rats get fat. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> rats get fat. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, give us a call. The, my weekends are done in October. Those seem to go quick because people are back in school. But we still have like Monday through Thursday open. So give us a buzz. Be a good time. Uh, we'd love to have you out. Um, also on the show, big shout out to Baker Bates for sponsoring this podcast. Uh, use them, abuse them if you can get your hands on them. Um, great Bates. Got a couple on them today. Got a couple on them yesterday. Day before. Check them out. Very nice. And Muskie's Inc. Todd, do you have any kind words about Muskie's Inc.? Well, Muskie's Inc., I wasn't ready for this. I've been out of the podcast loop for a couple of weeks. But, uh, man, lots of great stuff going on with Muskie's Inc. I, I, I ended up watching some of those videos uh, with uh, 
hatchery from Pennsylvania. That's a lot of that stems back to muskie's Inc. You know, them holding the fish. This is stuff that the, the our muskie Inc. chapter has been talking with these guys about. The fishery is really, uh, I mean, I I feel that it's taking off, but uh, you know, muskie's Inc. is your sounding voice to get with your local fisheries. You know, it's a na- it's a national organization. Uh, when you go talk to these people in your local fisheries, I just think they take take you a little more seriously rather than some fisherman saying, yeah, yeah I'll do this, you know. <laughs> I was sitting on my bucket over on that rock over yeah, there. Yeah, exactly. And there's a muskie that was, you know, I'd like to catch a muskie. Yeah, exactly. I mean, and I know our club has worked with the local fisheries. It wasn't that long ago, uh, you know, we had a we had the close season over the early spring when they were spawning, which, you know, that got changed. Uh, we got the size limit raised instead of two fish a day at 30 inches, you could get, uh, it's one, one fish, 40 inch size limits. Not that any of us musky fishermen are keeping any of these fish, but you know, we talked with, we talked with fisheries a long time with our club to get this stuff done. Our club has raised minnows. Our club has raised shiners to feed some fish when they were rehabbing a lake or something. And uh, I, it's without a doubt your best avenue to get in with these local, uh, you know, get in with your local law enforcement agencies, the local fisheries agencies, and uh, get something done, make a change. Get involved in your local chapters. Pretty much every state that has muskies has them. And, uh, Fun, fun times with the tournaments, fun times with, you know, going to the meetings, fun times at the award banquets and uh, find your local chapter and get involved. You were, you made mention about the uh, videos that Jared's been putting up. At least I'm assuming yeah. it was Jared. Did you see mm-hmm. that most recent one where the little muskies are like three months old? And, and they're the, eating minnows. The eating minnows and that one had like that one, that little minnow T-boned and it was just yeah. sitting there. <laughs> yeah. No, I didn't see that. But. Yeah, that just little itty bitty baby muskies, and it's like you're trying to watch them, and there's just a lot of like water motion, and this you see like mm-hmm. silhouettes of these fish on from above, and you just see this one you eye kind of cues in. There's a minnow that's t-boned, like you know, fast forward 15 years, and yeah. that's going to be a four footer with a 12 inch <laughs> carp in its mouth. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I wonder how fast those fish grow i don't know if we touch base on that with jared but like i just think it's different with stockies uh, they grow a little bit faster he actually faster. said the opposite did he he yeah he would uh the last time we had him on he was talking i asked how does this compare to nature like when they were actually putting them in the water and i think he was saying about the time that they were putting you know what would be 14 month old fish or whatever that they're about an inch or two behind what nature would do. But okay. due to the fact that they're putting in so many of them versus how many would have actually made it through the first Make winter, it. it's, it's, it's okay. Yeah. It's probably well, better. Yeah. Than I was just, you know, like a 50 inch fish on Chautauqua Lake is 20 some, a 50 inch fish in or, you know, Todd fish in Canada was 25, 27, that 53 got up there. Years old, yeah. you're talking. Yeah. Yeah. And then, you know, like cave run Kentucky is 12, 10. And same with Ohio. 
they were like mm-hmm. really young. There's been like 10 year old 50 inches there. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, so the Pennsylvania growth rate is on par with like a natural fishery, like Chautauqua. Or I was, is that, is it? I'm going to probably say due to the climate and stuff like that, I'd say parts of the state are. I mean, probably at some yeah. point, genetics come into play. Genetics and nutrition. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Sure. Sure. I just always was was thinking that you know, where they're natural, generally it takes them a while to get that big. You know. Mm-hmm. It certainly well, does here. Something interesting somebody sent me. Did you guys see that where they were putting those uh, radio trackers in those fish on Lake Saint Clair? Didn't Leah Party caught one with it? Yeah, I thought I thought Todd Leopardi caught it. I think he did. I saw he, that on Instagram. It was like a fifty or something they caught a big giant fish. But what did you see, Todd? Okay, so there there's a there's some type of study they have. I can't remember how many fish they have tagged from Saint Clair, and they're calling this one. Uh, oh, I can't remember what they call him, but he so this fish. They have tracked him from St. Clair, went down the, down the river, down the Detroit River, and out, spent the whole summer out in Lake Erie, went the whole way to Buffalo. What? Went to Buffalo Harbor, came back, went into the Detroit River again, spent a lot of time around the islands, it sounds like, out on Lake Erie. Like Kelly's Island, putting this. Yes. Put in bay and stuff, and then went back up the river. Now that was the that was not the normal fish, but they had this fish that they're calling James Bond. I think they call him. What? That's where he is. That's that's where he has gone. He has gone from Lake Saint Clair to Buffalo Harbor, the whole way through Lake Erie, and back. That is that's what he's doing. That's unbelievable. (laughs) Do you want to know something? I saw a poster that said, uh, uh, Andy, you might be more on this. You have younger kids than I do. What's the, uh, R- what's his name? Uh, Rory? Rory? The, the fish that said, just keep swimming in. Oh, uh, that's Finding Nemo. Finding Nemo. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Just keep swimming. Just keep swimming. That was Dory <laughs> that said that. Dory. Dory. Yeah. 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 That's it. Yeah. The, the, Might be a better name for that fish, but that was the abnormal fish. Well, you know, a lot of them are staying in their home range and stuff. But. Well, the crazy thing is, is that because what I'm about to say can't be proven, that might be an average fish. I mean, because you're not sampling every single fish, and I don't believe that what I'm saying is completely true. But I'm just putting devil, devil's advocate here. What happens if they just happen to catch? the homebody fish and mm-hmm. they, 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 they caught Dory and put Dory in just by chance. But what happens if those <clears throat> fish in St. Clair, half of them just randomly roam? I mean, they might be up, you know, go to green Bay, go way up into superior, do all this yeah. other stuff. I mean, it's all connected and yeah. they I'm just happened to, thinking said, I'm thinking they said there was 11. I could be off here, but I mean, I, I just read it and it was just something that came to me while we we're talking, but I think they did 11 fish and this one was the extreme roamer, you know, as I think I've talked about that before on our podcast, when 
first found out about the internet and there was like 80 things if you typed in muskies there was a really cool study on chautauqua lake where uh i can't find it anymore but we're going back a long time here too but so i came home and well i i didn't come home i didn't have internet but i somehow i got a whole got onto the internet and was looking there was the study about chautauqua lake and they had this big you know 40 40 some pound female 52 inches and uh, she stayed in a one square mile the whole time they did it. Other than a couple little, I, 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 when I talk about it, I talk, I, I, I say it's like a, like a shotgun blast at like 15 yards. You know, there's always a couple little BBs straight, but, but that's the way they showed it on the computer. It was just this, pop, pop, pop. She stayed in one square mile for the whole entire year. Left that square mile like five times and uh that was a big female some of the some of the males were all over the joint but there was very little travel between the north and the south basins on chautauqua just interesting stuff it's it's interesting you know but little 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 travel on on the chautauqua tagging on Mm -hmm. that one female on that big on that big female now some of those some of those little males were all over that south end but there was very little crossover, like Bemis, Bemis yeah. Bay, the, the Narrows was like a little transition period. But the ones they had down south, they stayed down south. And I've always thought that on a lake like that. You can go, I remember seeing a study on Pewaukee Lake, which is like, a, it reminds me a lot of Chautauqua. Deep, deep end in one end, uh, shallow end, real weedy in the other end. And I remember seeing that study, and it was the same way, even though it was, you know, that lake's 3,000 acres, not not 13,000. But those fish were doing the same thing. Uh, Those ones that were in the south, they stayed in that. The ones that were in that weedy basin stayed there. The other ones stayed up north. Very little transition between the two basins. Interesting. That, but that just still blows my mind about that St. Clair fish. Yeah, I mean, if Buffalo Harbor, I, I, I didn't actually see the study, but if there was like, like you said, like you threw out the number eleven, there could have been eleven hundred, whatever. But if there was eleven, and one and eleven were out roaming, mm-hmm. that's that's nine percent of the nine percent okay. of the study. Mm-hmm. I mean, does. I, my mind starts going these directions. It just starts scattering. Was that like, did they actually catch the only fish that just breaks the mold and does whatever it wants in the whole yeah, lake of St. Clair? Or is there one in 11 that are just ping ponging all over the Great Lake yeah. system? Or, and why? How far of a trip is that? That's, that's a, it's a huge trip, but it's like, miles. it's like, it's why are they doing that too? If there's a big study like this, I mean, I I could go ahead and, and say it like, why does a dog? But literally because they can. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Sure, but I mean, but why would it go? Why would it travel that distance? You know, what's it doing over there? Yeah, you want, it, it, it reminds me like it reminds me of the like the Great Lake or uh, the the Great White Shark studies that they're doing, where it's like they're just starting with this research of tagging them and trying to figure out where they're mating and things of that nature. And they're, Mm -hmm. 
you know, all the way up to Alaska, and then they go down to uh, the Isle of Guadalupe, and then they go all the way over to Hawaii, and it's like, it's like what, are, what are they doing? It, it, remi- it reminds me of that. And maybe there's more muskies that do it. Yeah. I, I, and, I, and I wish there was, I wish there was, muskie fishing is so small. I wish there was more of a budget where you could play around with this, like, awesome science uh, that is at your fingertips of, you know, why, where, when, craziness like that. That is just such a long distance for a fish to swim from St. Clair through all through the river system and go all the way to the harbor. I mean, I, I'm going to just ballpark it. I mean, I could probably easily look it up, but that's the whole stretch of Erie, Lake Erie. So from Erie to Buffalo, let's just say it's two hours. What do you think? That's about 100, 120 miles. And yeah, then from, that's Erie. You know, Lake, Lake Erie is. Well, I'm, I'm going off of what I know. So we have about 100, yeah. 120 miles to the east. And to get to Cleveland, you're about 90 miles. And then you've got another couple hours, maybe, hour and a half. You're going to get past Sandusky. And, I mean, so you're dealing with probably 250 miles at least. 300 oh, maybe, miles maybe, maybe more than that it seems like i just pulled it up it seems like the uh it comes from the windsor star which is windsor ontario there uh yeah Romy muskie james bond uh study is tracking oh 111 muskies okay so now we're under muskies. under one yeah. percent now mm-hmm so he was one out of 111 that just bounced. This one they've called James Bond. Yeah. Now, I don't know how many, how much travel was in the rest of them, but they're going to do more of this. And yeah, it's just kind of. I think that's incredible. Yeah. That's incredible. I wish they would do that more. Yeah. I see it, some of them like Georgian Bay fish. Doesn't yeah. matter. Where I, are they I, trying to catch them? I could care less, but. <laughs> I know what you're saying. Yeah, I, yeah, but it, of course it does. You know, but it's just yeah, that's great. Neat. Of course, they can't talk. You know, you you can't <laughs> yeah. sit there and ask them. But <laughs> yeah. You can catch them in the act. It's just point your what finger and say, "What like are you doing?" Like a, what are you? You know, maybe he's just like you know. Listen, I like the finer things in life. I like a little walleye. I like a little pink salmon. I like steelhead. Yeah. Uh, maybe, sushi guy. Maybe I want to get some wings. You know. You know the perch is annoying sometimes. I like the bigger stuff. <laughs> yeah. <that laughs> if, he, if, it, if it's James Bond, you know he fancies finer things. So that's he's following different bait fish. I mean, and, and it's it's easy to abstractly just say like, oh yeah, this fish traveled this much. If anyone's ever been out on the Great Lakes and you're out, whatever a handful of miles and you start like losing sight of stuff on shore and you look around and there's nothing but water. Ocean yeah. stuff. You, you can That's literally true. get lost just being out there because you, there's no visual element to it. And picture being in a fish now in a 3d environment that might be averaging, I don't know, 60 to 80 feet deep averaging. Yeah. That's a whole different world. Cause you can go up down. We're stuck to the ground. Mm. So James Bond was a tag male on in the in the upper end of the Detroit River in 2016. He weighed 13 pounds. 
and he went to the far end in Buffalo, Lake Erie, and he returned to the Detroit River and spent the winter. But then he went back and spent the winter in the Lake Erie Basin. Incredible. I wonder if he carried a wealth or PPK. 13 pounds. So he's 40 inches, maybe. That thing's got to have cardio like crazy. Skinny. (laughs) He's down there in a suit. Yes, very much so. It it reminds me of, Vance, you probably know this. I know Todd will not. Do you remember the N64 game, 007? Oh, my gosh, of course. That was one of the best games ever made. It was like the second first-person shooter game. First one being Perfect Dark, which was terrible. <laughs> but uh, N64 was like the first one where you could like get together with your buddies and you know have like a four-on-four. And, and, and you're and like, don't look at my graphics. screen. Don't look at my screen. And you're planting horrible proximity graphics. mines. <laughs> yeah, and, and you're like, you're looking at the same screen. The screen's just split four ways. But this is just like earth-shattering technology back in, like, 1996. Okay, you guys are right. I have absolutely no idea what you're talking about. I want to think that I was really hammering on that game, and I'm not going to go into detail about why, but I played a lot of that during hours of school in my high school age, probably 2000, 2001. Yeah. We We played that a lot. Like, cheat codes, big head mode, paintball mode, golden gun, like, really, really neat stuff. I remember all that. Mm-hmm. And that's what this muskie's, the, the game was named after this muskie. It was. That was. It was a horrible, and I was, I, I was terrible at that, though. But <laughs> I, I, let me backtrack. I was good at the game. I beat the game. And, but when it came to, like, I was decent at like the one-on-one or one-on-four or whatever. Mm-hmm. But we like tried to re- like pick it back up in college. This was like the dawn of like Halo and all these other stupid games that people wasted their time on. And I couldn't like, I couldn't shoot at all. All I would do is stare at the ground and like shoot my feet and then would be like killed. <laughs> I was a horrible at video game. <laughs> you're too you're too you're too gung-ho to sit there and <laughs> yeah i couldn't i couldn't do it and this year again. yeah it's terrible but i, I did do that stuff in college like when when i went well when i went to college we took our old ataris up there six of them had that stuff but okay what games Atari, did you have for atari, atari don't say was, pong pong I, I played pong oh we had what we had asteroids chess we played chess on the atari was space uh, invaders space invaders i was going to say space oh, yeah. invaders was you can turn that, that was amazing that game was so much fun yeah that was my favorite atari game yeah mine was moon space. patrol no idea what that is you're like a little <laughs> off-road truck and like when you hit the the single button, it would shoot vertically and out, and you can like jump, and you had to go over like rocks and shoot the bad guys, and stuff would come down, and that was just mine. Asteroids, yes. Mm-hmm. Asteroids was a fun one. I think Space Invaders is is like maybe one of my top fives. Mm-hmm. 
That yeah. was a fun one. I always play that at the arcade. Yeah, anyway. But today's to Tom do. Sawyer gets high on glue. And Space Invaders <laughs> get by on you. Hmm. Not following. But <laughs> James Bond, the fish. Amazing. James Bond, the fish is a rumor. Incredible. So now we find out it's not one out of 11. I read it wrong. It was one out of 111. Yeah, I mean, even still, you're you're, you're dealing with like under one percent. Even mm-hmm. I, my my mind still starts dividing this stuff out of how many thousands of muskies there are out there, how many are just going willy nilly, going rogue. Yeah. yeah, I mean, you take a place like St. Clair with you know hundreds of hundred, couple hundred thousand muskies, and you have a percentage of them that are cruising Lake Erie. Spreading That's the genes. Mm-hmm. Spreading the genes. You would think that more would get caught, though, if there was a lot of roamers like that. That's Following a lot of the, water. It is a lot of water. I mean, you do occasionally see some dinks, like, getting caught on a worm harness and stuff. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I used to get, I haven't gotten any recently, but I used to get, you know, I first got into this with the uh, guiding and knowing a few guys that fish up there, uh, charter. You know, I would get I would get pictures. Someone would just send, "Hey, look what was we caught." You know, forty feet down on a spoon, seventy yeah. feet of water. We just caught eighteen walleyes, and we caught this thirty-four inch muskie. <laughs> you know what? Erie's having a perch problem. Mm-hmm. That that James Bond fish Freaking is Bond. eating all the I perch. Can't believe it! Eating all the perch. I mean, it couldn't have been the 5,000 boats anchored up in one spot jerking 30 perch limits within an hour for years on end. He's he's a certified assassin, man. He's a double O. He has a license. He he has his license. It's a license to kill perch. Yeah. So all you do is the walleye population. No, it's 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 Bond. James Bond. Yeah. How how dare you blame the walleye? Mm-hmm. So. There's only like a hundred million of them. Mm-hmm. Those those yeah. odds are not good. Like same things happening at Chautauqua. I mean, it's just funny that those lakes are so close together, but the same thing is happening on Chautauqua. The guys that are perching, yeah. I mean, you can still go catch a lot of perch at Chautauqua, but these guys are getting their limits of walleyes. And then they try to go get some perch, and they are catching more small walleyes. Mm-hmm. It's like the boom is the same time as what's happening on Lake Erie. Kind of crazy to think about, but I think that's why fishing's been so good the last couple of years, too. Well, I, I just recently saw a study on Chautauqua about this one muskie that, that went rogue. It's similar to Bond. It's rogue, yeah. Um, except <laughs> they, they, they named this one Norris, uh, first name Chuck, <laughs> and he's been going around eating all the perch. Yeah, well, yeah, well done. <laughs> crappy and smallmouth. Everything in the lake. Yeah. As long as he bites our lure every once in a while, we're good. You, you catch old Chucky recently? He's... I want Bond's lady. That's what I want. Yeah. <laughs> Big, beautiful, fatty. Bond always has a good-looking good girl in the films. Some of those muskies are very cooperative. Hmm? You know, the advances, I've, you know, we've, how many times has that happened already this year? Like a picture, like, yeah, I got that picture from two weeks ago. 
same fish. Yep. You know, it's happened a bunch of times. Oh, <laughs> I remember you. Nice cooperative fish. Yes. Vance will get them, then I'll get them, or vice versa. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's that's hilarious. Bogus, okay. Oh. Hey, hey, hey. <laughs> Listen, we can blame the crash of the perch population on on the muskies, but this podcast has no room for the B word. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you start showing people those things that are like kill those muskies, get them out of this lake. Be like we do, we use the bogus instant death. Yeah. Oh, I yeah. thought it was a twenty two pistols you guys carried and shot everyone. No, touch of death. Anyway, fun. Very nice. Do you guys listen want to this. hear one of my... Okay. Oh, yeah, listen to this. So everything went cool at Vix. Okay. But my um, my kicker had some type of internal leak of oil. Uh, and I, it wasn't like... It wasn't the lower unit seal. It was some other seal that went up some shaft... I don't know. Probably and a there was shaft. another. Okay. And then on the opposite end of it, there was a leak there. So it was internal. It was nothing that I did. Um, and so right now, my kicker uh, does not have a lower unit. Old Stumpy. Looks really oh. insane. And uh, wait, wait a minute. I, I, I knew that, you know, I don't know the whole story. Because you're going to tell me the whole story. I told you, don't tell me it prior to the show. But I knew yeah. that you said that there was a leak. And, you know, there. So for anyone that the lower unit is where the propeller and the gearbox is. And a common seal to go is out the propeller shaft. But there's also another seal where Vance is talking about. It's the drive shaft coming from the engine crank down into the gearbox. It runs vertically. That sometimes that seal will go. And that's a bugger sometimes to try to figure out because it's not easily seen and sometimes you have to like vacuum check it, you know, either pressurize it or vacuum it and see, see if there is um, any kind of leakage going on. So that's what I was just about to explain, but um, yeah, so that happened. I have no propeller essentially in like layman's terms. Okay. So where I was going with that was I thought the lower unit was going to stay on that motor until the new one was coming to be replaced or how, how did that go down? All I have, uh, well, it's on order. It's being shipped. I think it's going to be here Friday and I have to, uh, I have to put it on. So there, so could you make some time for for possibly a long, a long phone call (laughs) and Todd, can you come down and help me? (laughs) the funny thing is and, and this is not to belittle but like um the other day uh, the other day like a month ago when i was screwing around with the floats on the carbs on my on my motor you know Naturally. i had i yes i had a uh a friend say perhaps you should check the cooling system to make sure the thing isn't overheating or whatever. And like within 20 minutes, I had the lower unit ripped off, inspected the impeller and put back on, on a motor. I've never touched, you know, that part. Yeah. Ever. That's not going to happen with Vance and I. <laughs> no. 
It is not going to happen. Like, oh, is it going to come like in a flat rate box or something? Or are they going to drop this? I'm out? not. I'm. I'm not quite sure yet. They're going to mail it to the camp uh, ground, but if they're um, shipping more than than the actual propeller. It's, yeah. It, yeah. It's it's, and then the question then is, this thing could very well be like thirty some inches long because it's going to have a giant drive shaft hanging off of it. And yeah, I, yeah. hopefully they gave you the bolts or the bolts are coming with it. Cause I could very well see that's very easily overlooked is the fasteners to attach it up into yeah. the, to the, to the midsection of the motor. <laughs> I, I, uh, I've got some, I've got some zinc bolts laying around. They'll last some zinc bolts. Why? I mean, maybe we should go for some like <laughs> wax castings or something like that. Mm. I got some stuff. I got some wood screws. I think I think we'll be fine. So that's great. You're trolling with the big two twenty five right now. I am. I am. I really miss. I really miss my kicker. Uh, yeah. And what the kicker keeps speed real easy. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, for for your average musky speed, where I want to be, I like barely touch the thing. I'll tap it, you know, for it to go faster or slower, you know. Um, yeah. But with the big motor, I kind of have to keep my hand on it the whole time. It's just not getting uh, that. I'm not just hitting that like that perfect, perfect mm-hmm. speed with it. So I have to like kind of keep some weight on it. Um, and that's annoying because when I have to check rods, I'll hit autopilot and I'll go back and then yeah. I'll like slow all the way down to like four. And I'm like, Ooh, I don't all the way down like to this. four from four and a half yeah. to four. Yeah. But I, I like to be at like, I like to be anywhere from like four to four and a half consistently or four, two to four and a half consistently. And, uh, I just, I can't do it. It, it doesn't, it's not tight enough. And I, I almost yeah. wanted to call and ask, like, but I remember you were messing with that on your uh, controls Andy. Yep. And like you ripped it all apart and it was like something simple. Yeah. There's literally, if you, if, if, if you get like eye level, like looking straight at it, there's a flathead screw that you take a flathead yeah. screwdriver and you give it a little turn and it tightens it right up. Okay. I'll have to, I'll have to, uh, I'll have to talk to you later about that. Okay. But, um, yeah, so that's, that's what my problems are going into. So, what I've done is I've gone out and bought a bunch of gum bands and, uh, Pittsburgh word for rubber bands. Sorry. Uh, and, uh, I've been like triple looping them around my depth finder and then putting them on my controls. And that's keeping me at like four and a half. (laughs) Wait. Okay. So what you're like Spider-Man in this to like, to rig like these rubber bands to hold, the control Hold lever in, yes. in a position. It's, yeah. It's like wrapped around my Ram mount on my second unit. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and then that goes to the controls and I can move when I move the depth finder up, it tightens it a little bit and it pulls that thing right to that nice sweet spot of four or five. Let me ask like you this. I... Have you played with the trim at all? Yes. Okay. Okay, I did a lot of things until I I went to the last resort of gum bands. Okay, and people people commented on it today, and it was very embarrassing. 
they're like does your uh does your new boat come with that uh that fancy, <laughs> that, that fancy setup you got there. I was like, "Shut up!" Oh, you should have no, said, "Hey, listen, no, no flash <laughs> photography. This is this is currently under provisional patent. Don't show anybody this rubber band." <laughs> but yeah, so that's that's what's been going on with that, and uh, I mean, it's like it's a lot quieter on the boat, you know. It's, mm-hmm. it's like it it felt so weird doing it uh, initially. And like the clicker sounded a lot loud, louder. I was just like, "Oh, Holy crap!" You actually, you, you actually cowered in the corner when the clicker went off. That's like. a big one. But uh, yeah, so it's it's it, it's like awkwardly silent at, at, at points on the boat, you know, because it's just silly how those big motors control down like that. Uh, yeah, that's I lost a, uh, I blew a fuse on my little motor the one day, so I, I spent. Probably like a day and a half trolling with the big motor. And it was, I mean, as we always, I've always called it the big fish motor. You know, you troll the big one, they seem to get the big fish. But I did that a lot when I was up in Canada. You got one pole out. You know, there's not all that much to do. Mm-hmm. We're doing a lot more than that right now on Chautauqua training. Yeah, I've like thought of like, but I remember sitting at the helm and and you know running. You know, you got to sit there and you. I ran the big motor. Now we're doing a lot of autopilot stuff. Mm -hmm. I mean, did you run into the same problem as I, or were you able to keep speed pretty good? I was able to keep speed, but you know, it 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 was definitely different, a lot quieter, and. uh, yeah, the speed was more of an issue because when I walked away, it, cu- it crept back a little. Same thing. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. I didn't like that. I don't like it at all. Mm. But I'm, I'm still catching it's, fish. But it's, it's just because it's so touchy. Yeah. You know, the, you know, the big motor, and, give it a little wee bit and it wants to go much it, faster. Yeah. That little motor, you can like grab the throttle. Okay, well, I'm turning into the wind now. Mm-hmm. Autopilot's and, on and I can like push down on that throttle yeah whereas if like that's another thing like if you if you push it forward i mean you could you could throw people out of their seats yeah quick. yeah you know that's that's another issue with it uh, it's a scary yeah. thing with the big motors you know mm-hmm. like get thrown out of a boat and last time i was at lake st Clair, you know yeah the the verado i remember that story they were just like oh. You touch them and they just, you know, you get you know, great. The thing wants to fly out of the hole. Um, yeah, the electronic hydraulic steering or whatever. Yeah, oh my. You got to like touch it with your. <laughs> just tap, tap, tap. But, Give it a little tappy. Tap, 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 tap a roo. Tap, tap a roo. Tap it in. But uh, so that's that's what's going on on uh, my boat right now. <laughs> it's pretty silly, but. I mean, it sucks. Yeah, yeah but I mean, that's that. the whole but, reason why you, you know, technically I was going to say why you have a kicker is so you can replace the lower unit mid-season. Um, but, you know, at least it's not the it, big motor that you don't have a foot on it and you're just zipping around with a kicker. 20. Yeah. <laughs> kicker. <laughs> the kicker, yeah, exactly. Like, well, yeah, we're going to set up, where are we fishing today? Well, you, you you see that out there about 50 feet? I'm going to set the first line there. 
<laughs> it's not a bad place to start. No. Um, Any ramp on the lake? <laughs> this uh, this lake is a horsepower restriction, so. Mm-hmm. <laughs> just the, uh... <laughs> yeah, because uh, where I'm on this thing all the time, that you know, I fall into like I burn too many gallons of gas on this lake, so I am I am limited to. And probably to, suck some sand into the impeller. Very, hey, very much. So. And I noticed that uh, the big motor eats more gas, even at those low RPMs, than the than the kicker does. Yeah, it does. Because I've had to fill up like every two days. Like I was, I was like fresh out. I put in like 28, 28 gallons or something. And then I did two charters and I was like done and they were trolling trips. And I was like, how the hell is this thing on E? And I went in and put another like 20 gallons in. So it, it definitely eats more fuel. Those big ones, even at that, that lower RPM. I, I don't know. Hey, while we're on the subject of fuel, Vance estimate how many gallons of gas you've gone through this season. Oh God! I'd have to go in my back seat and check all the receipts. It fills up the it's back a, seat. It fills up like both back, uh, you know, those little uh, compartments, like on the passenger and driver. Yes. Uh, yeah, like there, they're all in there. Lots of gas. I can't. I can't estimate it. So I'm not. I'm not quite to, from New York City to California and back yet, but. I'm sure I'll get there. Probably in money's worth of plane tickets. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. You go through you go through a lot of gas when you do what Todd and I do. There's no doubt about it. I mean, I'm not crying about it. There's people that have thousand dollar fill ups every day, you know, but yeah. You go through gas. There's oh, I no thought doubt. you were gonna have a dig at me saying that I'm lucky to fill up once a year. <laughs> just all the words out of our mouths and the listeners too that's right <laughs> closer good yeah. yeah but you guys want to hear my little story of woe yeah all right so um last wednesday a week ago uh my daughter goes to horse riding and so my wife goes with her to the horse riding lessons and i'm i'm home with my son who is going to be five in November. And I said, Hey buddy, let's go take a boat ride. So after, after getting all my, my, my carburetor issues all squared away and stuff, I, I, uh, I changed prop pitch on the, on the, on the prop because I'm like nowhere near where I should be. So I wanted to go try this prop out. So Owen and I, we, we load up, we go down to the local lake, and for whatever reason, on a Wednesday at 6.15, it just, I don't understand how many people, why so many people were here. So there's two launches on this lake, and the first launch is my favorite. It's not the best. It, it, of the two, it's, it's worse, but what makes it better is... It's closer to home. No, the distance doesn't matter to me. Though it though advances by a hundred yards. yards, but what what this this one lacks is a total amount of eyes watching you. It lacks a dock. It lacks no. There's a dock in there. Everything. Oh my gosh! It's floating five gallon barrels. All of them are floating five gallon, fifty five gallon. Should be drums. on like those things. Terrible. It should be it on lacks. like the ninja show. 
try to walk across this thing. It lacks parking. Uh, it very much okay. lacks parking, but all it these very house much rentals. Lacks parking. It does, but when like, and I'll get to this part of the story later. So I'm like, okay. Did you have Owen back you in and yell at him? No, but he pulled out too quick and the boat didn't sit right, so I slapped him. Yeah, I mean, I'm kidding. Sorry, all right, no more tickets. Go ahead. I'm trying to remember. Did, did I yell at you? Is that the whole point of you? <laughs> You always yell at me when we go out on fishing. I don't, I don't remember that because it's been like three years. <laughs> <laughs> Mister, I'm too cool to fish with Andy now. Um, oh my god! Continue. <laughs> so I go down to the next launch, and the reason I don't like this launch so much is there's a really hopping beach literally right next to it. You're prepping the boat on the street. And you're backing up the wrong way to launch this. It's it's a messed up thing. Then you look across the street and there's a giant playground. So there's just tons of people around for reasons that are beyond me why it's so full on a Wednesday. So I hop out and I say, you know, hey, Owen, just hang in the truck. I'm going to get the boat ready. I'm going to get you out and we're going to get all this stuff figured out. I go back and I went to take the transom saver off. And I hit the up the trim up button and it went click. Click. And I'm like. Do I have a dead battery or did my power trim kill out? Mm-hmm. And I'm like, oh, no. So then I go and get my jumper cables. And I go and, well, because what the, the thought is, is where the batteries are located on my boat is I have two little side storage compartments kind of like that are my rear casting deck. And I, I, I figured that my cranking battery was the small battery and then I had a like a group 24 cranking battery and a group 27, which is bigger, right next to it. And I said, well, one of those is a trolling motor. If for whatever reason the kids left the light on when they're playing, whatever, I should be able to take my jumper cables and span them the three inches between these batteries and get this thing off the transom saver. And I should be able to crank the motor to start it. I'm, I'm not looking to shut this thing off and spend a day. I'm looking to do 20 minutes of a boat ride with a four-year-old. So I hook up the jumpers and it the motor trims up, not fast, but it trims up. I'm like, okay, I'll get this thing started. So I back it in, get it off, and then I have to. Todd, you know where the parking is. The parking's terrible at the second launch as well. Yeah, there's room for maybe five. Yeah, and when there's already seven in there and they're all crisscrossed. Yeah, so you're in trouble. I, I ended up parking almost on the street by a tree. That yeah. obviously is not a parking spot. So yeah. now I'm now I have a, I have a little boy with me, and we make the thousand yard walk back. I get him in the boat, and by this time, like six pickup trucks roll in with every color of the rainbow kayak, and all these people are starting to flood the launch. And here I am with jumper cables, like trying to jump Frankenstein back here. And I go and I hit the key, <laughs> and it, it well I I go and I I lower the trim. It goes down. I'm like, okay, hopefully there's enough juice. I pump up the primer bulb and I turn the key and it doesn't even click the solenoid. And I'm like, oh my gosh. And I'm like, okay, wait, I got two batteries. So I then take the jumpers off the one trolling motor battery, go over to the other trolling motor battery. And my boy has no idea what's going on, but I'm starting to get upset. And I I hook up the the negative and I hook up the positive and I, I get almost to clamp on the positive and it's like someone lit a sparkler it just went i'm like what is going on 
<laughs> and I'm like, well, if this thing's wired correctly, this should not be an issue. So I just clamp it on there and I go and hit the starter and nothing. And I'm like, okay, this is bad. And I go to trim up. I'm like, I'm, I'm done. I'm putting the boat back on the trailer. I'm, I'm starting to get the blood pressure's rising. It won't trim up. So my motor's trimmed down. I'm dead in the water. And I got to try to get this thing back on with a beach full of people, 50 million kayaks and a playground going and every old ARP member walking their dog around me. And I'm like, okay, what, what am I going to do? I'm like, okay, come on. So I go take Owen right back to the truck. He has no idea what's going on. I back the truck up and I go and hook up to the first battery that I did. And it had just enough juice to get it up. I then rope it onto the trailer, get it all hooked up and go home. And I'm like, what the heck is going on? So I start ripping and tearing. And, and this was like my day with my son, like my evening. It was a nice evening. Everything was great. But you are doing exactly what you want to do with your son. Yes. I, I, that's exactly. I really wanted to be frustrated yeah. and mad that I wasted an evening. <laughs> that was the whole plan. And that's why I did what I did. But much more <laughs> realistically, I start looking at this. I said, what is going on here? And I don't know, if Todd Vance, have you found a compartment when you open it up? There's a whole wiring diagram of your boat. Yeah. So, yeah. Okay. My 681 had it. My 617 has it. And I open it up. I'm looking at it. I'm like, okay, time to start deciphering this. And I start figuring out. I'm like, well, hold on. There's more, there's more wires here than what's needed. I never tore the electrical system apart to look at it because it's the guy that I bought it off of. He ran it. He was running it up until the day it left his possession. And it seemed to have been running fine for me. So I never thought to like redo the wiring. So I'm looking at this. I'm like, well, hold on, wait, this doesn't make sense here. And I'm, I'm figuring some stuff out. I'm like, all right. So the, the lone battery is connected in series to the battery next to the cranking battery. And that shouldn't be based off of the diagram. And I, I figured out why they did it, and it makes sense. So in series, those two batteries act like 24 volts at the trolling motor. And those batteries should be isolated. Nothing else should be touching them. But as I was digging, I found a couple wires that made me say, oh boy, I don't know... I can't blame this on the previous owner. This could have been someone prior to me that worked on this, that put these batteries in this boat, hooked up that one trolling motor battery in like a parallel series, parallel to the cranking battery. So I essentially, you know, I I think there was a Hamburg sticker on there. Yeah. Um, Maybe. We hate you, Cabela's. (laughs) So. Anyways, so, like, that first trolling motor battery was hooked up to the cranking battery, and I just did, like, this whole crisscrossing circuit making fireworks because I, like, took the one battery that was isolated and hooked it up to the cranking battery, but the other in-series battery was hooked up. It, it was it was a mess, and that's why it—and now I'm I, after I find this, and I did a horrible job explaining that, I'm like, did I just burn everything up in my boat? I was going to say, this sounds very dangerous. Well, I had to figure it out. So I then plug in the onboard charger because that's connected to all three batteries. And 
the channel that's hooked up to the cranking battery started blinking like this red, like you got a problem here. So I wasn't truly anticipating a $400, three new battery bill the next morning, but that's essentially what I did is I bought all new batteries because, Oh my goodness. But it's one of those, how, how as mad as I was at that time, I I'm thankful that I didn't drive all the way to Erie or Chautauqua to go fishing for fun and have a completely dead system. I don't know what happened, but the battery. Weird, managed... You always keep your stuff plugged in. I know. And it's, it don't ask me what the heck happened, but yeah, I, I, I plug in. I only plug in when I'm, when I do a casting day. Cause you're yeah. on the motor, the trolling motor. Yes. Otherwise I'm fishing. We're fishing like almost every day. So oh. I, I plug, I, I plug in from old demons, you know, skeletons in my closet. Because paranoia. The, that day that you had five chargers charging your five batteries on the old. Oh yeah. <laughs> that, and when I was taking like a 2 a.m. charter and was jumping a battery in a compartment that was surrounded by aluminum <laughs> and making those sparks. Okay. So Andy fish more. Piddle with the system less. Yes, I, I I'd love that to. It, it, it would yeah, it would help out a lot. But mm-hmm. like at this point, I'm like I'm running out of things that can go wrong, and and this is like when I really start to fall in love with a boat is once I get my hands through all the systems and I understand it and I know I've been through them, and you know that that would almost make me uncomfortable getting a new boat because of that. Now I know. All the batteries are purchased on the same date. They're they're because like I pulled the group twenty four is 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 a normal size cranking, but then I had two different sized trolling motor batteries. One didn't even say deep cycle marine on it. It was I don't know. It could have been some car battery, you know, something that wasn't marine. And you know now now I got them isolated. Everything is cleaned up, and you know I've been through that motor a couple times. In fact, I took Owen out. Today's a Wednesday. I took him to the lake, and wouldn't you know it, the boat fired right up. Everything was good. And You went today? Yeah. We, we just went out to drive the boat. What was your top speed? I got 43. There you go. And that's that's about where I think I'm going to be topping out with this. Is, it, that, is that a jump from your old prop? Well, initially, when when I got the boat last year, in the fall when I was running it and I told Todd I hit 47, that was a real number, but I also probably had five gallons of gas and no gear and just me. And Sounds right. when I was, you know, taking it out fishing, I was struggling to get 40 out of a 19 pitch loaded down. Now that's loaded with gear. One, one extra person up to three extra people aside myself and, you know, all, all the other, you know, probably, 20 plus gallons of fuel it just it was it wasn't where it needed to be so i dropped three inches of pitch and went to a four blade and i'm now right up to six thousand rpm where i should be it takes off like a rocket and that's what i was looking for but little owen had the time of his life out there today but what's up good well that's fun so what are you doing friday 
afternoon, say after five, five thirty. I'm not quite sure, but we should probably talk. Hey, do you think that if you drove up here, we could write it off as a business expense or possibly? No, no. This is this is getting into a little more personal stuff than what what most people. I'm what I'm about to say really needs to know. But my wife said, "Let's have a date night Friday," and then I said, "Okay." She goes, "Let's go out oh. to eat and then go look at cars." Ah, and guess what? You could go look at boats. Yeah. I don't need to go look at boats, but what I'm going to say is I don't want to go ahead and buy a brand new car right now. <laughs> so just tell her I'm in trouble. <laughs> okay. So what you're saying is Talk we're not going to go fishing. I'm going to put a lower unit on. Is that what you're saying? Then we can go. We could fish the evening <laughs> and make sure it works. Yeah. You actually fish. Then you actually fish. You have, you got a good shot at catching them. Believe me. I was going to set rods today, but in my haste to get everything cleaned out of the boat, I only had four trolling rods and no baits in the boat. And Owen was like... Honest to God, I can count on one hand the amount of times I was in a boat in my life, 50 years, that I didn't fish. Yeah, that's what boats are for. Yeah, to me, they're tall. I, I I can probably make that too if you bring a four year old out there who is changing direction every single second. <laughs> I, I, see those, I see the people driving around out there. At, at, I don't understand, lake, and it's like, where are you going? He he kept saying, that. "Daddy, go fast again," and then I would give it the oh, gas. Yeah. I'd be like at twenty twenty two. And then I'd, I'd punch it, and it'd jump up to 30 real quick, and he'd just smile and start laughing. And then we, he, we, What's that? We, we, we fish with youngins all the time, man. Oh, yeah. The kids like you to get fast. Yeah. They like to go fast. We understand We, we stop, I stop and troll, and they're like, can we go fast again? I was like, yeah, just give us a few minutes here. Yeah. Even when fish are biting. Give them things. Yeah. You know, he 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 started gotta, liking the bumps. He said, "Find the bumps." And there was only one other ski boat out there, so we had to find their wake. And he liked the boat to bounce. Uh, see, oh, that's that's that's, that's 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 not good. Yeah. No, <laughs> it, I, he's already he already wants to be a pleasure boater. Okay, no, but you gotta you gotta look at this bigger. He wants to now be in the boat. It's better that than screens and other things that. Um, might not conform to uh, yeah. whatever, right, being so politically fr- correct. Yeah. So Friday we'll see up here, bring pools, and save my season. And Todd's too. <laughs> if I, could, I can't I, run. I, I'm just going to go ahead and like anticipate, like I'm pulling in. And I just see like Todd with his head in his hands sitting at like some picnic table and Vance sitting Indian style, like looking up in this motor, <laughs> grease all over his face. And I just don't understand like where the grease comes from. And I just take this and I'm like, you take take this and you push this up in here where they like match and then you put in these six bolts. <laughs> there. Yeah, yeah. I've heard that there's more to that. We can we can we can launch right here. And we can go and catch muskies. 
five to nine, 225 bucks. You can get them all over the country. That's all I'll charge you. That's all you'll charge me, but I still have to assemble your engine. Mm-hmm. No doubt. Man, I don't know what closet. anyone else out there that that's heard that is thinking, but that's one sweet deal. It, it is. It's <laughs> world-class fishery. <laughs> Seriously, though, I need help. <laughs> oh, that's great. We're at <laughs> we're at hour and eight you. minutes. You guys want to keep going, or no? no I just can't believe that they're sent. They're shipping that to you. Well, I'm. I can't. I mean, you know my schedule. I can't get back out yeah. there. You know, yeah. it's just not not a good time to to. Uh, to do it, I, I I can't get out there. So and they got to ship it, and I told them I was like, if it's nuts and bolts, I can handle it, and, and really, I can't. So, so you lied to them. <clears throat> I lied to them, but I mean, when I said that, I was like, yeah, Andy, Andy will help. <laughs> like by me saying I can handle it, I was like, yeah, Andy will do it. <laughs> yeah, it's it's not that complicated. Well, you always say that, but it's like it is. I remember one time when when you you broke an actual down east up in Canada, and I said, "Hey, loosen this, loosen up an upright before you try to rip it out." And then I hear like ripping and grunting, and you <laughs> you, you you took out the down east out of out of our rod holder bases. You're like, I got it. And I'm like, you're not putting a new one back in, and it, like there was a struggle, and then. Then you were uh, all ears on how to loosen an upright to mm-hmm. put the down east I got, back I, in. I got, I got it in. They're very resilient, but <laughs> uh, I won. <laughs> I'm just not a wrencher downer guy, you know. It just wasn't in my system. I don't know. Do like little things, make tables and stuff, but. Uh, I don't know this boat stuff at all. If you could make a table, you can assemble a lower unit. No. Too much metal. If you can dodge a wrench, you can dodge a ball. That's what <laughs> I hear. I'm going to need, yeah. So we'll talk, but that's, my boat looks silly. Old stumpy back there. Old stumpy. I'm going to have to trim the thing up to get on plane. Silly. Yeah. Um, back. Todd, do you want to go down memory lane? Some photos that you you sent us down your With, li- your little game room. Oh wait, yeah the the uh, the the mount the mount. Yep. I thought that was a like a cool little story thing that you know how things get passed along and memories and your your well, opinion I mean, of I the told, mount. Yeah, I mean, I told uh, so. Dad caught a big muskie there back in the nineties and it didn't release well and we ended up keeping it. And it's a real skin mount of the fish, uh, 52, I think it was 52 and a half. Actually. I think I sent you guys 52, but skinny, big head, skinny fish. And, uh, he's moving from his condo. He's got a place in Florida. Now he had a place up here and he's just in a move and he's like, I have nowhere to put it. And, I told him when he caught it, I was like, you got to put this in the wheel that this comes to me. I mean, it was my boat, my bait, my rod, everything. Now, <laughs> was that an awkward yeah. conversation to say, hey, when you kick the bucket, 
I, no, I would I like him, this. To... I told him flat out from the beginning when we were t- before it even got mounted. I said that, that's you got to that's you got to give that to me. You got to give me that fish. <laughs> no, okay. Yeah. What what would you have said if like all of a sudden like an attorney's reading the last will and testament and saying and the musky mount goes to Bob. And yeah, I would have been I would have been pissed. I was like, here, take this, <laughs> take the money, whatever. Uh what my mouth. Fish. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it was a great day. It was a great fish. It was a fun day. First fifty incher after doing it for thirty years or whatever. And uh really a really pretty mount. Tail down, head up, uh thin thin fish, but it looks like a real Canadian normal muskie that's not, you know, one of these ones that are with a saddle on it and, and Vance riding it in the middle winter. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Like it's a really cool looking fish. We never yeah. released that video. No, we, never we talked about it, but I still I looked at it the other day. <laughs> yeah. It's ridiculous. <laughs> one of Todd's better knee jerk uh reactions decision yeah. <laughs> to video that <laughs> to take the thing oh to take, take to take yeah. it i video it and then all of a sudden you see todd with his like blaze orange gloves give the thumbs up <laughs> <laughs> perhaps we I should if we haven't posted much on facebook perhaps we should say <laughs> tomorrow flashback thursday or whatever and get it getting ready for show season something like that but yeah that mount is sweet yeah it's all cool i got it down there i mean i i just found a place for it i got to redo the basement and they're they're, way cooler than filled out there's nowhere to put i I don't have any room in my basement right now for any other mounts so i guess i'm gonna have to add on both of them are similar you know like with the with your big 53 and a half and that one Mm -hmm. they're they're very they're they're similar they just caught on the same bait. Was it a Wiley? Yeah, it was a Wiley. That's awesome. Same, the same lure. How many years apart? Uh, two months apart. Was it a nine dollar? Nine dollar bass. No kidding. And it's it's good to you know you look at those fish and you could you know I always look at you know I looked at those fish on your wall and I'm like crazy that we shake those fish off now mm-hmm. you know not big enough yeah <laughs> <laughs> those are awesome i love the skin mounts i love the skin mounts. they're freaking incredible yeah i'll never get it i mean obviously i'll never have one. Never do i have skin. one you'll never have one well, I have a walleye skin mount, but yeah, I probably won't unless like, you know, unless something horrible happens, but it would pro- it, probably be for a client, you know, mm-hmm. like, you know mm-hmm. but, uh, you know, those are skin mounts are so sweet, so neat looking. So you walk into like a flea market or a antique shop and there's like a, I don't know, pick your size muskie and it has a $25 tag on it. Would you pick up that skin mount? I don't know. You know, maybe. Yeah, why not? I don't know. I mean, I'm I'm looking at Ranger right now. Put it somewhere. Put it somewhere. It looks yeah. cool in your place. Yeah, I mean, why not? I mean, I half my walls are dedicated to you. 
that's true. To <laughs> <laughs> finish that basement. Yeah, I did yeah, my part. I uh, I love skin mounts. Of course, it's bad now, but uh, we always talk about nostalgic stuff and, and the history and that. And I look at my mount and I'm just like, yeah, I remember that fish. So when I look at the skin mount, yes. I'm like, yeah, wow, yeah, I that's unbelievable. That's that freaking fish, unbelievable. Yeah, yeah but, those are the coolest two that i have <laughs> no doubt my one skin mount and dad's skin mount by far what did you do with the big head out of here oh it's it's i have it hanging down there in the basement. okay that's sweet i have a i have a jaw mm-hmm. did i tell that story i think you kind of told, told me but i don't think i, so I don't i, I don't I really know it all I found a, a nice fish on Chautauqua that was like freshly dead. Um, and uh, I was like, wow, look at that, the size of that thing. Um, it was dead and whatever, sad. But I took it. Here's what happened I was trolling, and the guy I was with, he was like, what do you want to go grab it? Because I was telling the story, I was like, man, like Todd. He's like, just like got this like magic touch. He finds these like dead muskies and he's got like so many more jaws than I do. I have nothing. Every time I try to like get a jaw, it just gets like, take, you know, knit. but honestly, I mean, Vance, you, I mean, it, it is, it's like the shark jaw, mm-hmm. the bottom jaw. Yeah. You, you, you can't get the top. You can't get the top. No, it's just the, it's really the bottom. Cool. And I did it a couple times. I only have like three jaws. I went ahead and tried to do that with some fish that I found floating or something. And I sort of hit them in the weeds and waited till the stank got off of them and pulled it out. But I've tried it 10 times and I ended up getting a couple because animals take them. But I mean, it is honestly like a shark jaw. It is. It's, it's a really interesting thing and really cool. I mean, I stare at him every time I go to Todd's camper. I'm just like, wow, wow, wow. Um, but so I see this thing. I'm talking to the guy, and he's like, go back and get it. I'm like, oh, we're on a charter. It's all good, man. Like, you know, worry about it. And it turns out the guy had done it before. He's like, I did it. He's like, I, I grabbed one, and I chopped, I chopped the bottom jaw off, and I threw it in the back of my SUV, and my wife was really pissed off at me, but you know, it's, it's hanging in the basement. I was like, I was like, all right, well, when we turn around, maybe I'll change my mind. And at that point, I had already made up my mind. I was turning around to go. You're like, that. well, here's my turn. And you cranked it. Like, okay, so I'll, I'll turn right now. Yeah. So I turned, I went and grabbed it. The thing was a giant. I mean, it was a huge fish. It wasn't, it wasn't 50. I put it on the bump board and it was like, a, it was like a 46, you know, all blown, blown up. But one of those just like, big fat Chautauqua fish uh, and just a giant head on it. And I, I picked it up. I drove in, I threw it in the weeds and I went out there uh, at night and I was like, I'm going to get this thing. So I, I didn't have, I had a, a buck knife and a bread knife 
like a butter then, knife or like an no, actual bread, bread knife, knife like, like a, serrated a serrated bread knife okay and uh we got that thing and like i hung it right next to my camper and it still stinks i'm staring at it right now and like the possums and stuff are like living around your camper now well probably but I was like, look at this, Todd. Look what I did. I, I did it. I finally did it. <laughs> and he was like, yeah, I generally like don't hang them that close to living quarters. Uh, <laughs> you know, maybe like put them on the tree like it's not a, a stone's throw away from your camper. But yeah, nice job. <laughs> and, and, and then you offer Todd some freshly sliced homemade bread. <laughs> <laughs> that thing, I soaked, I soaked that thing for a very long time. The stink was just rancid, but uh, I mean, people are probably like rolling over right now. But it was a dead musky, and it was a dead musky. Yeah, it was a dead musky, and I'm looking at it right now. Nature is taking its course. Giant teeth, really neat looking. Super pumped about it. You know what you ought to do? It would be really cool. Take that bottom jaw <laughs> and like sink it in your forearm, like sink it in deep. And get like that puncture arc, and then you could go make headlines saying you were bit by one of these uh, ferocious fish with razor sharp teeth, or whatever that headline was. That happened recently. That was that made headlines. I think it was on Fox Lake or something. Some kid stepped down and got bit. But oh yeah, yeah. Um, Fleshy. Here's the thing. I went back uh, to the site, the burial site of this. Uh-huh unfortunate musky and it was gone the next day something picked it up and took it off so i'm glad i went down got a strong there's some big critters clearly Mm -hmm. the only reasonable explanation bigfoot that's what i was thinking we're close anyway did you hear any like logs hitting against trees I've, I've I've watched these documentaries, and by documentary, I mean <laughs> Nat Geo awful reality yeah. shows. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The person yeah. howling in the background. <laughs> yeah. the, their natural sound, yeah. <laughs> but I got some jaws. Pretty exciting. They're awesome looking. You know, anybody has that opportunity uh, to find a dead one, take it and at least use it as a memory. Before nature takes its course, you know. Just be sure don't to use your bread this, knife. Wait, one one more time. I I, I saw this video of like a, a big one dead on like Malax or something. And uh I was like picking him up, he's like, Look how bad this is, like this is so unfortunate, blah blah blah. The guy was like holding the thing like it was a freshly caught one. I mean those things are so nasty when you pick them up and they've been like laying there for a couple days. Like all the cartilage turned to like gelatin and it's just oh, like God. like oozing Ow. between your hands. It's dripping flesh off oh, its God. bones. Like I, I mean like nothing really makes me gag, but like when I was doing this, I was just like, Ugh. I'm going to tell you this. I've seen Vance got like five deer in a row. And a couple of them were, were like, purposely shot in the liver. No. <laughs> yeah. It doesn't phase me. Not I'm anymore. Not really good at guts. No. 
I mean, I grew up as a nurse, you know what I'm saying? That stuff doesn't doesn't get to me. But, like, the dead fish, oh, God, stinks. And you're – this guy was, like, <laughs> freaking get, held it, but you know, by the jaw and was like, look at the size of this dead thing. I'm like, oh, God, everything stinks. Did you have a knife on the boat where you maybe just to remove the lower mandible before bringing the whole stinky fish in the boat? I thought about doing something like that because I'll tell you what, the last time I, I came home for like a week here and uh, there was a giant fish floating. Not in that bad of shape, but I had nothing to get a jaw. But should maybe throw something on board. But it, like Vance said, you know, I'm going to charter him. He's like, ah. Oh, Hold on a second. I'm going to go over and cut this fish's head off. Yeah. It's like not the, you have to be with the, the right person. You, you don't they, know what they think. When they introduced the paddlefish into Chautauqua Lake, there were signs up and it said, you know, if you see any sign of a paddlefish, let us know. So the one day I saw a dead one floating down in Mayville. And I stopped at the hatchery. I was just driving by and I wanted to, I always stop and check on those little fish. I've only been there like once this year, but I, I like stopping at the hatchery, looking at those little, and they're little just they look like pine needles. Yeah. Uh, so it's interesting to me, no matter what stage they're in, you know, as you see one that jumps out of the tank, I throw them back in. I was like, remember me bit buddy, you know? Uh, yeah. <laughs> So I tell I tell them I was like there's I I saw a dead paddlefish floating. This guy gave me the number because every paddlefish has like a tag in their nose in the paddle. He's like you know if you see a dead one you know where where did you see that and I was like what was in Mayville that was like yesterday. Well where at in Mayville? Well I was you know it was over by the boat ramp and. It's not there now. You know, I tell him it's, it's not going to be there now, but he, so this guy gives me his number from the state. He's like, when you see one, just, you know, if you can just cut that paddle off. So I had this guy's number in my wallet for all these years. It is, I've seen a couple other dead paddlefish, but at what point do I just say, okay, we're going to, I'm going to reel all these in. I'm going to go over and cut this, the snout off this fish. You you grab the snout, and I have seen this on a uh, on a how to. You so you grab that big paddly snout, and you, <laughs> you you pick it up over your head, and you slam it on your gunnel to break it like a like a yeah. like you would a stick as a child. Yeah, and that's how you remove it. Yeah, that, that so leads I, I've, to seen, good I've seen other ones since then, and it was exactly what Andy's saying. It, it, it's like, at what point am I going to like? Okay, I got to go recover this paddlefish's snout so they can get a radio track we could do, we could do that tell a wives tale like just like oh yeah there's a there's a floating fish right there we're obligated we're to, yeah we're obligated we're to go, to go get the and jaw take this jaw pull out a big like machete <laughs> you're over there just like they can't really see what you're doing compartment in my boat is filled with lures the, the clients can't see what you're doing they just see you reaching over and just like water splashing every time you're hacking 
Yeah. And then you just come up with like this like plank looking thing with cords hanging out of it. And it's like half rotten. And you're like, Hey, I'm going to throw this over here. And you just like kind of toss it over by like their console area. Yeah. Like, just, just, just ignore that. And then midway through the trip, someone like steps on it, trying to get a rod and it slides out like a banana peel. <laughs> uh, uh, They're foul. But yeah. Uh, oh, fun. Try to get a job. They're sweet game room stuff memory we don't do it to live ones yeah no because the bogus do it for you oh get it haha okay. because we kind of had that theme going today it was funny oh boy oh, well. let me tell you this tell me it a guy out on the boat the bogle was used properly like three months ago uh, and I showed him and it's always used properly in my boat, Todd's boat, anybody that uses them, they, they know their tool. But, uh, after the charter that we took, it was the first thing he bought. Imagine that. Bogo. Now I want to, I want to clarify. I think I've been using mine wrong. So when you get the fish in, you take the bogue and you clamp it on the gill arches. Is, is that where that's supposed yeah. to go? Yeah. It's so <laughs> simple, you know. I mean, if you get one on and you're not even putting it in the net. You just clip it on there and it's... The net sucks gone. so bad. Yeah, it's terrible. It sucks so bad. I, I haven't... Probably in the last couple weeks there that I fished, I could count on half of one hand how many of the fish we netted. Yeah, two and, and a half. We had guys that had been doing it. You know, I had some guys, that, and I was like, we're going to water release these. And I will water release them if I can, but sometimes I, it's going to take me a long time to water release if I can't get control of that fish. And I'm clamping that thing on a real boga, not the imitation bogus. The real boga, putting the clamp on there. This is not the Got Mr. Pip Boga. This is the real Dr. Pepper. Yeah, this is not. And there is a big difference, and I know there's a big price difference. And I see people that throw that all in the Boga category just because it's a clamp-on. And, you know, I've, I've caught numerous fish even this year that had busted jaws, that, but that was not from the Boga. But it's you got to spend a couple hundred bucks to do a boga, not twenty nine ninety five. Yep. Or buy this free bait. I mean, buy this bait yeah. and get a free lip grip. Yep. But it's so. I mean, it's just so simple. You just the fish get them on. You just pop the hook or cut the hook. You do it all in the water. It's like okay, there's another thirty eight. You just caught one. Boom and gone. Release them. They're gone. And it is so much easier in those fish than putting them in the net and tangling those other hooks, maybe getting into that sweet spot right underneath the gills that is like makes them bleed like crazy. Yeah. Oh, Andy, you need to get me that extension thing that I sent you a couple months back. Remember. Yeah, I, I remember exactly what that was. I mean, maybe when I get motivated to actually do something during the day. 
Oh, oh thank yeah. you. <laughs> Bring it up on Friday. Anyway, we just talked like about a half an hour about chopping muskies heads off in Bogus. Yeah. So people were going to be very upset, but just know that we love releasing muskies properly. Yeah. These are dead fish. That's okay. We all good? Wrap good. All right. I'm going to wrap this up. Big thanks to Fatty Z Musky Products, Muddy Creek Fishing Guide, St. Croix Rods, Ranger Boats, Vix Marine Sports Center, Muskies Inc., and Musky Max. Vendors, get on your horse and get the early registration. Save a couple bucks. Spaces are filling fast. All Baker right. Bates. Baker Bates. All right. I'm good. He'll be there. He, yes, he should be. All right. Thanks for listening.